Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, the warning signs ignored and the urgent letter sent to residents weeks before the Surfside condo collapsed, saying the building structure was deteriorating quickly. So why weren't repairs made before it was too late? Rescuers move three million pounds of concrete as the search for survivors continues for its sixth day. The beachside vigil for those waiting on word about their loved ones. Plus the radio calls from first responders. The building is gone. Historic and dangerous heat wave from coast to coast. Emergency calls hit a record high out west as roads buckle, pools close, and air conditioners are in short supply. Will the Independence Day weekend be a scorcher? Masks making a comeback? Why one of the biggest counties in the U.S. wants everyone to wear masks indoors. Gas prices soar. Could what you pay at the pump go up even more ahead of the holiday weekend? And the concerns about possible fuel outages in some places. The advice you need before filling up. Paying student-athletes as the NCAA gets ready to allow new compensation for athletes, how star players are getting ready to cash in. Insulin savings, Walmart's announcement that could save diabetes patients up to 75%. Tournament-ending injury, Serena Williams is out at Wimbledon. What happened during her first-round match that forced the tennis star to quit? And Field of Dreams, why this 70-year-old's Major League debut was six decades in the making. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening, and thank you for joining us. We are going to begin tonight with new details on the investigation into what caused that 13-story condo building to collapse in Surfside, Florida. CBS News has learned that engineers are now focusing in part on witness accounts, including a lobby attendant who heard a series of loud booms before the towers fell. Meantime, tonight, the Surfside building inspector who told residents that the complex was in very good shape three years ago has been placed on leave from his job in a nearby town. As new questions are being raised about the extent of the structural damage engineers found in the building back in 2018, the state attorney in Miami-Dade County is now vowing to convene a grand jury to investigate what happened. And as we come on the air, more than 200 rescuers are still sifting through remains of the Champlain Tower South, even though debris has begun falling from the remaining part of the building. The county's mayor says crews found no additional bodies today, but that they are not giving up the search for the 150 people who are still missing. And tonight, the White House says President Biden will travel to the area on Thursday to comfort families who are waiting and hoping. CBS's Manuel Bohorkas is in Surfside again tonight for us and is going to lead off our coverage. Good evening, Manny. Good evening, Nora. Today we learned search and rescue crews have already removed more than three million pounds of cement from the collapse site. But tonight they are concerned about one section of debris they believe may be helping to prop up that part of the building right there, which remains standing but in danger of collapse. We have a 13-story building with most of the building gone. This is going to be a... These are some of the first calls that came from first responders on the morning of the collapse. One said a resident told them it sounded like a bomb. I see many people on the balconies. There's, the building is gone. There's no elevators. There's, this is nothing. I mean, it, it almost resembles the trade center. A contractor told the Miami Herald he took these photos two days before the collapse, showing water on the floor, cracked concrete, and exposed rebar inside the pool's equipment room. It's unclear whether these conditions contributed to the disaster. There's a high likelihood that this could have been a combination of things. It could have been a number of things that alone wouldn't have caused the problem, but together with the trigger caused the problem. Alan Kilzheimer is a structural engineer who has been hired by the town of Surfside to investigate the collapse. He has extensive experience investigating other disasters, like the 9-11 terrorist attack on the Pentagon and the Florida International University bridge collapse in 2018. One piece of the puzzle here, he says, is what a lobby attendant heard before the main collapse. He heard a muffled boom, and then X number of seconds later, a much bigger boom, and then Y seconds after that, a much bigger boom. So there were three booms. I think I understand the second one. I think I understand the third one. I don't understand the first one. Two months ago, condo board president Gene Watnicki wrote a letter to building residents because the price tag to make repairs, which were highlighted in a 2018 engineering report, grew to $15 million. The survey had found major structural damage to a concrete slab. The observable damage, such as in the garage, has gotten significantly worse, adding the concrete deterioration is accelerating, Watnicki wrote. The way I read those documents, there's nothing that I saw that if I would have read them at the point in time, would have made me think the building's going to come down. Rebecca Weinstock lives in Champlain Towers North, which was built around the same time by the same developer as the building that collapsed. It's a block away and has been inspected by engineers who said it shows no significant issues. That is little comfort to her. That trauma is anytime I go there and I go to sleep, will I wake up? That's why you won't go back in. Yeah. 
Last night, family and friends held a beachside vigil for those who lost their lives and the missing, which are now part of a growing memorial. I'm still hopeful. Um, they haven't been confirmed dead, but they haven't been confirmed found either. Tonight, we have also learned that a city building official who told the condo board in 2018 that the building appeared to be in good shape has been placed on leave from his current job at another nearby city. Nora. And Manny, one of the other big questions that people have is about the safety of those other buildings in the area. What do we know? Well, Miami-Dade County has just announced the results of an audit into that question. They found 41 buildings that were past due on their required 40-year certification or recertification. 24 of those buildings had already been deemed technically unsafe structures, but they did say they found no major structural issues. Nora. All right, Manny Bajorquez, thank you. And tonight, the dangerous and historic heat wave that's been smothering the Pacific Northwest has expanded to include more western states, while the Northeast is broiling under a separate heat dome. Here's CBS's Lilia Luciano. Tonight, the dangerous heat wave is taking a toll on the Pacific Northwest. In Washington, unprecedented temperatures are prompting rolling blackouts in Spokane and causing roads to buckle. Tanker trucks in Seattle are hosing down drawbridges, trying to keep the steel from expanding. I feel for a lot of Seattleites, a lot of the Pacific Northwesterners. It, 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 it's rough when you're not used to it. Many public pools are closed because the cement around them can cause serious burns. Most people here don't have air conditioners. This definitely helps. <laughs> Ken Herman is one of them. His home hit 96 degrees, so he rigged this mister in his backyard. Are you thinking of installing an AC? Yeah, I already did the prep work for that, so probably, probably happening before next summer. In Oregon, 500 people have gone to emergency rooms and urgent care centers for heat-related illnesses. The Seattle Fire Department has received more than 100 calls for medical incidents due to the heat wave. We had a lot of uh, folks that were having heat-related injuries. where We were out helping folks that uh, had core temperatures that had gotten up in the 104-105 degree range. There are new fears tonight about the lava fire burning in Northern California. It's grown rapidly and forced thousands to evacuate. Officials are concerned that the dangerous heat could prompt more fires. On the East Coast, heat and humidity are continuing to build in Philadelphia, New York, and Boston as residents try to keep cool any way they can. They are still breaking records across the state, and emergency officials warn that this could only be the beginning of what could be a very dangerous and brutal summer ahead. Nora. Lilia Luciano, thank you. So many want to know when will the heat wave finally break. Let's get the forecast now from CBS's Lonnie Quinn. Good evening, Lonnie. Good evening, Nora. You know, for the Northwest, you're dealing with the heat all the way through Sunday. And look at the numbers out there. I mean, these are enormous, right? Spokane, Washington today hitting 111 degrees. Redmond, Oregon, 109. For your day tomorrow, it's just as hot. Spokane again hitting 111 degrees. Lewiston, Idaho tomorrow, 117. Glacier National Park, year-round snow in place, right? 101 degrees. The departure from normal for a place like Spokane, 
34 degrees hotter than it should be. It should be 77 degrees tomorrow. You're going to be 111. The only map that's below average is Albuquerque, maybe 12 degrees below average. But the East Coast is hot as well. I mean, four-year day tomorrow. Boston today was 99. Hottest day they've had in eight years tomorrow. Boston's going to be 97, feeling like 100. Philadelphia, 97, feeling like 106 degrees. If you're wondering where relief is, right now for the East Coast, there are storms that are around Pittsburgh. They will push through the area tomorrow into Thursday. By Friday, Saturday, Sunday, a good chunk of the Northeast doesn't get out of the 70s. Nora, that's the latest. It's all yours. All right, Lonnie Quinn, thank you so much. And tonight, just as vaccinated Americans are getting used to living without masks, the most populous county in the U.S. is asking residents to put that face covering back on because of a more contagious strain of coronavirus that's spreading across the country. We get more on this from CBS's Jamie Ukas. Tonight, the Delta variant is spreading so fast that L.A. County now wants everyone, even those fully vaccinated, to keep wearing masks indoors. I feel like there's going to be more than a couple of people around. Um, I wear one. 68 percent of L.A. County residents 16 and older are now at least partially vaccinated. Of the more than 400,000 cases reported in the county since December, nearly every single one occurred among the unvaccinated. The same with COVID-related deaths. And there's new concern as the Delta variant, first detected in India, now makes up 95% of all new cases in the UK and is forcing new lockdowns in Asia and Australia. Here at home, it's now in all 50 states. It could be that it's better at actually attaching to a human cell and entering it. So you have a lot more virus and so more shedding of virus. Now, word of an outbreak at an Illinois summer camp. 85 teens and young adults tested positive, one hospitalized. The state reports that all campers were eligible for the vaccine, but only a handful actually got it. Tonight, a promising study from Moderna suggesting its vaccine produces an antibody response against many known COVID strains, including the Delta variant. While questions remain about J&J, it's still unknown how effective that vaccine is against variants and whether a booster shot might be needed. The worry, how to stop the spread. I am concerned that over time, the more chance you have this virus to mutate, the more chance it has of mutating into a form that can wreak more havoc. You worry that over time, the immunity that we've developed, either because of previous infection with COVID or because of vaccination, is going to wane as the virus continues to evolve. California reopened just two weeks ago, dropping its mask mandate for those who are fully vaccinated. Now, after having wearing a mask for more than a year, it might be a tough sell to get people to put them back on. Nora? Jamie Yukas, thank you. And tens of millions of Americans are planning to hit the road this 4th of July weekend, but finding gas may not be so easy in some places because of a shortage of delivery drivers. Here's CBS's Errol Barnett. Americans hitting the road this weekend have plenty of company, more than 47 million planning to go somewhere, up 40% from last year and on track to be the second highest Independence Day travel numbers on record. But some gas stations are already reporting supply issues. A shortage of fuel truck drivers is causing delivery delays in places like Washington, Oregon, California and Colorado out west to Iowa and Ohio. There is no gas shortage. Please don't go panic shopping. Andrew Gross with AAA says panic buying that followed the Colonial Pipeline hack can easily be avoided. If you go to a gas station and their pumps are empty, 
which would be rare, but if they are, chances are the station across the street or down the road will have gas. This is very, very spotty at most. Many drivers may still not like the prices they see at the pump, the highest since 2014, averaging $3.10 a gallon. What's keeping ga gas prices demand, up? Demand, demand, demand. And they're probably going to creep upwards for the rest of the summer. Just more people are driving. And one thing to keep in mind is many of those planning to drive this holiday weekend simply prefer it as a mode of transport. They don't want to sit next to strangers on planes or trains with COVID remaining a threat. And with this potential to hit travel records this weekend, it really proves, Nora, folks are willing to pay a high price at the pump to get that taste of freedom. No doubt. Errol Barnett, thanks so much. Well, tonight, some college athletes are acting quickly to take advantage of new laws in several states and an expected decision by the NCAA to allow them to profit from their talents and fame. We get more now from CBS's Mola Lenghi. It's being called a game changer for college athletes who, unlike the pros, have been prohibited in any way from profiting off their on-the-field prowess. For the championship! Very soon, you're going to have quarterbacks and point guards and pitchers making thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars for their name, image, and likeness rights. Student-athletes would be allowed to directly profit from their autographs, product endorsements, personal appearances, even social media posts without running afoul of NCAA rules. I got Already, University of Wisconsin starting quarterback Graham Mertz has posted a video with his own logo. To Bohannon for the win! Iowa point guard Jordan Bohannon says he's ready to launch a new line of apparel later this week. Once you understand the background of the whole industry of what the NCAA is and what they stand for, you truly realize how much money is out there and how much money is being you know, closed behind doors and being taken away from these athletes. Benefits for student-athletes have typically been scholarships and stipends for living costs. Experts say this new rule change would mean college stars may be less likely to leave early for the pros. You're going to see um, some of the most famous college athletes in the country making real money, and I think it's going to happen very, very soon. NCAA officials will meet Wednesday to make a final decision, and approval seems likely, meaning for at least some athletes, that money could start flowing by the very next day, Nora. So many changes ahead. Molalenghi, thank you. Say goodbye to performance-robbing engine deposits with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Hate to break it to you, but lower-grade fuel can leave deposits in your engine that build up over time and leave your engine's performance severely lacking. Thankfully... Shell V-Power Nitro Plus removes up to 100% of performance-robbing deposits with continuous use in gasoline direct injection engine fuel injectors. Download the Shell app today to find your nearest Shell station and rejuvenate your engine with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus premium gasoline. Fuel up at Shell. Tonight, an Idaho mother accused of murdering her own children is now also accused of murdering her ex-husband. A grand jury in Maricopa County, Arizona, has indicted Lori Vallow Daybell for conspiring with her brother to shoot and kill her ex. Vallow's brother confessed to the July 2019 shooting. The body of Vallow's children were found last June on the property of her current husband, Chad Daybell. 
Tonight, there's important news for diabetes patients. Walmart says it will begin selling its own private label insulin this week with savings of up to 75 percent on rapid acting analog insulin. A vial will cost about $73 and a pre-filled insulin pen will go for about $86. Insulin vials can cost more than $300 elsewhere. Well, an injury today forced Serena Williams to drop out of Wimbledon in the first round. Williams slipped and hurt her right leg in the first set today. She braced herself with her racket. She got back up on her feet and she walked off the court in tears to a standing ovation. Williams, now 39, had won all 19 of her previous opening round matches at Wimbledon. A Connecticut grandmother had baseball dreams that were forever dashed by her favorite team six decades ago. Or so she thought. CBS's Meg Oliver has the story. This is it, people. Gotham City has a new bat girl. She's got a bounce in your step. Gwen Goldman is the Cape Crusader, and this is her cave at Yankee Stadium. She's dreamed of this since she was 10, when GM Roy Hammy denied her a chance to break the grass ceiling on the field where so many Yankee legends played. In a game dominated by men, Hammy wrote, a young lady such as yourself would feel out of place in a dugout. Though Goldman struck out, she kept the letter for 60 years. Why did you keep this? Dreams and hopes. Then her daughter, Abby, decided to send a copy of the letter to the 2021 Yankees. Some dreams take longer than they should to be realized. Current GM Brian Cashman invited Goldman, now 70 years old, to suit up. I'm going to put on the pinstripes. For one day, she was an honorary bat girl. As she throws out tonight's ceremonial first pitch. What was going through your mind when you stepped out onto the diamond? I wish I had practiced my throwing so I could have thrown some better balls. So never give up on your dreams. As Yogi Berra once said, it ain't over till it's over. He just made a dream come true for a young 10-year-old girl, a 70-year-old woman. And um, I couldn't be more honored to be here. Meg Oliver, CBS News. And stay with CBS News for the latest on the condo collapse in Surfside, Florida. Tomorrow on CBS This Morning and right here on the CBS Evening News. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget you can set your DVR so you can watch us later. That is tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in the nation's capital. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 